Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Jesus' eighth day, the naming. Two very significant events happened to Jesus after his birth on his eighth day. Luke writes, Luke 2.21, And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The name of God translation reads, Eight days after his birth, the child was circumcised and named Yeshua. This was the name the angel had given him before his mother became pregnant. In Hebrew, Jesus' name would have been Yahushua, but Jews didn't typically use Hebrew in Jesus' time. Primarily, they used both Aramaic and Greek. Jesus probably spoke Aramaic as his first language, and his name would have been Yeshua. Jesus is derived from the Latinization of the Greek name, Isus, which in turn comes from the Aramaic, Yeshua, and the Hebrew, Yehoshua. Primarily, in New Testament times, people were called by one name, although officially they would be known by the name of the Father. We see in the Gospel accounts the addition of pat- Padronymi, Jesus, son of Joseph, a hometown, Jesus from Nazareth, a profession, Jesus the carpenter, or a combination, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth, Jesus the carpenter's son. In the New Testament letters and Acts, Jesus is referred to as the Christ or Messiah. However, Christ is not a name, but a title. At his circumcision, the name given was probably Yeshua ben Yosef. This rightly rendered in English from Latin is Jesus, son of Joseph. Names in the Hebrew biblical culture carried great meaning and served several purposes. Listen to this condensation of the article on name or naming from Erdman's Bible Dictionary. In the Bible, as throughout the Semitic world, a name carries significance beyond that of a meaning or a title. Because of the validity or vitality ascribed to words, a name signifies first and foremost existence. The name represents the person and the personality. The name conveys authority of the person, even when absent. So to speak or to act in another's name is to participate in that person's authority. The principle is that of prophecy and revelation. God's name reveals his character and salvation in which people may take refuge. Names were chosen for various reasons, such as to express religious convictions or hopes, or some to describe a physical characteristic, or some circumstance of birth. Many represent a creedal statement. An example is Uzziah, which means Yahweh is my trust, to express gratitude or a similar emotion, such as Saul, ask of God. Or Joshua, Jesus, Yahweh will save. Or to function as prophecy. Example is found in Hebrew, I mean Hosea, chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. Reading verses 6 and 7, the Lord gave the names for Hosea's three children, names that symbolize God's divine judgments against the nation of Israel. Two of the names begin with the prefix lo. Hosea's second child, a daughter, was named lo Rumhamah. Rumhamah refers to God's tender mercy. 
it literally means womb, symbolizing the astonishing love that Yahweh bears for the chosen people. However, the negative prefix lo reverses the meaning to no mercy, no pity, messaging the withdrawal of God's love, mercy, and compassion from Israel. Hosea's third child was a son named Lo-Ami. The name means not my people. This was the most devastating name yet, according to Joseph Nally in a thirdmilled.organization article on a question. Other names derive from national, familial, seasonal, or physical circumstances, such as Ichabod, the glory has departed, or Jonah, which means dove, from nature. The birth narratives for both John, the forerunner prophet, and Yeshua had their naming ceremonies on the eighth day in conjunction with their circumcision. We read of John the Baptist, and on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they would have named him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. Of Jesus we read, And when eight days were completed so that he could be circumcised, he was named Jesus. His name, that he was called by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The bestowal of the name Jesus, or Yeshua, has great importance because it tells us who he is and what his mission was. Let me repeat that. The bestowal of the name Jesus, or Yeshua, has great importance for two reasons. It tells us who he is and what his mission was. First, as to his person, Yeshua is built off of the name of God, Y-H-W-H, the four consonants that stand for God's name in Hebrew, rendered Yahweh. Now, some translations use the Latin form, Jehovah, but the J sound is not in the original language, and the piriform is preserved in the term hallelujah, praise Yah, meaning praise Yahweh. The meaning of the name is Yahweh saves or Yahweh savior. Isaiah 12, 2 reads, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For Yah, Yahweh, is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. That this is the true meaning of the name is stated in Matthew 1, 20 and following. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream as he was considering divorcing Mary quietly. And the angel said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take yourself to yourself Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She shall give birth to a son. You shall name him Jesus, for it is he who shall save his people from their sins. Now, all of this happened that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Isaiah seven fourteen, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall give birth to a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted God with us. So Joseph arose from his sleep, and he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took his wife to himself and didn't know her sexually until she had given birth to her firstborn son. He named him Jesus, Yeshua. God has a personal covenant name, Yahweh, and he has given it to his unique son, 
Yeshua, Jesus. He named him Jesus as recognition of his origin from God by the Holy Spirit. Thus he is described by Isaiah 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The conception, followed by the birth of Jesus by Mary, was through the power of the Holy Spirit. By this divine and human deed, the Word became flesh and lived among us, John 1.14. God manifested in the flesh for our salvation. Second, as to his mission, Jesus is the Savior, the promised Deliverer, the one sent from the Father to rescue us from our captivity to sin and the law of sin and death. Paul in Acts 13 declares, Of this man's offspring, speaking of King David, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus, as he promised. In the early days of his earthly ministry, Jesus stated his mission. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Now, how did he accomplish this? Matthew 20, 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. You may ask, did Jesus accomplish his mission? Yes. When Jesus had spoken these words at his last Passover, before he suffered and died on the cross, he lifted up his eyes to the heaven and he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Paul, in his letter to the church in Philippi, writes or quotes a creedal hymn. It reads like this. Christ Jesus, or Messiah Jesus, who in being very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue can knowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 6 through 11. Now this last phrase, knowledge Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, comes from Isaiah 45, 22 and following, in which Yahweh, God, is speaking. And he says this, Turn to me and be saved, all who live at the ends of the earth, because I am God, I am El, there is no other. I bound myself with an oath. A word is gone out from my righteous mouth that will not be recalled. Every knee will bow to me and every tongue will swear allegiance. Paul is saying this scripture is fulfilled in the life of Jesus Christ in his death, burial, resurrection, ascension into heaven and his session there at the right hand of the Father. We call his name 
Jesus, Yahweh, Savior, because Christ, the Messiah Jesus, came into the world to save sinners. John writes in 1 John 4.14, And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. And Acts 4.12, Peter declares, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, given among humanity, by which we must be saved. And Paul proclaims in Romans 10.9, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Join with me in worship, in praise, and honor the Lord Jesus Christ as I use the words of two wonderful hymns on the name of Jesus. The first hymn comes from the period before the Reformation. It's anonymous. The words, however, are so biblical. It goes in English, To the name of our salvation, praise and honor let us pay, which for many a generation hid in God's foreknowledge lay, but with holy exultation we may sing aloud today. Jesus is the name we treasure, name beyond what words can tell, name of gladness, name of pleasure, ear and heart delighting well, name of sweetness passing measure, saving us from sin and hell. Name that calls for adoration. Name that speaks of victory. Name for grateful meditation in the veil of misery. Name for loving veneration by the citizens on high. Name that still whoever preaches speaks like music to the ear, who in prayer this name beseeches, finds the strongest comfort near, who its perfect wisdom reaches, heavenly joy possesses here. Name of majesty, exceeding every other power or name. Name of health for sinners needing rescue in a world of shame. Name in which the church is pleading sight to blind and feet to lame. Jesus, we in love adoring, your most holy name revere. Lord of all, your grace imploring, so to write it in us here, that here ever heavenward soaring, we may sing with angels there or this wonderful hymn written by William Howe. Jesus, name of wondrous love, name all other names above, unto which must every knee bow in deep humility. Jesus, name decreed of old to the maiden mother told, kneeling in her lowly cell by the angel Gabriel. Jesus, name of priceless worth to the fallen here on earth for the promise that he gave. Jesus, shall his people say. Jesus, name of mercy mild, given to the holy child, when the cup of human woe first he tasted here below. Jesus, only name this given under all the mighty heaven, whereby those to sin enslave, burst their fetters and are saved. Jesus, name of wondrous love, human name of God above, Pleading only this we flee, helpless, O our God, to thee. If you do not know him personally today, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and speak his name in love, in submission, in adoration, and simply call upon him, Jesus, save me now. 
And if you know him, then you know that he's precious to your heart. And there's no other name as sweet or as beautiful as this name. The name Jesus. Say it with me. Jesus. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. Remember, God has a name, Yahweh, and he gave it to his unique son, Jesus.